understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Stranded Phase Podcast. I'm your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley, and I am back with another incredible guest, somebody that you are going to want to listen and take notes because the growth that I've gotten the chance to witness and watch from her over the just the last couple months and just the last year or so watching her journey, knowing her and getting to bring her on the show, there's not a second after this episode that you should have to think or feel like there's not something you can't do or make a ton of money doing it. Like, I can't wait for y'all to hear this. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you the land queen and a woman that I truly enjoy having in my life. Um, even around her hard exterior, she really empowers me to do more and be more. And watching her slowly soften is one of my favorite things. We'll see. We'll see. But without further ado, I want to introduce my friend, a true boss, and somebody that's going to teach us um, some really cool things today, Miss Derby LaRock. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow, that was a lot. Thank you. I appreciate it. I told you in my past life I was a hype man. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, there's so much to talk about of value here and there's so much about you that I can't wait to dive into. But, uh, first and foremost, I don't think a lot of people listening have ever heard of anything like wholesaling land or land queen, cause you are literally the land queen, um, without going too deep into, um, like what exactly you do. Cause I know you, you will teach in a hot minute. She okay. will literally teach it right here, right now. Yeah. So without teaching yeah. what this was not a thing that you were like, when I grow up, I'm going to be in real estate. Like not at all. What was the thing that got you interested in this? Um, I think for me, um, I was looking for a way out of the industry that I was in. I was a teacher, which was something that was, I loved so much. It just wasn't something that I could do much longer because of the money. Um, but yeah, I just, I loved it. Um, but then I obviously transitioned into wholesaling. Um, for anybody who doesn't know what wholesaling is, it's just assigning a contract to an end buyer um, in the real estate space without being a realtor. So um, that's what I do, but I do that on another scale and not with houses. I feel like a lot of people, when they hear wholesaling or wholesaler, you're associating houses and ugly houses. Yes. Yeah, um, I don't do that. I do it with land. So I find builders and reach out to them and I bring and provide land for them throughout uh, like higher metropolitan areas. So like a land broker. Yeah, <laughs> I am without a license. Hello, somebody. Here's another <laughs> avenue. Yes. So I have two questions because there's one thing I know intimately about this and another I think the audience is going to want to know is, okay, we're talking teacher salary anywhere 28, 45,000, depending on the county that you're in. Yeah. And you originally did something you were passionate about. I'm thinking about the mindset that goes into that. Even when I was passionate about helping kids, um, how did you go from, like you said, I knew I needed to do more because I needed more money. Yeah. How did you even know? Because most people in that setting don't believe. Yeah. They're, they're in a mindset that they don't believe that they are capable or can do more. What was the thing that had you like 
this is nice. I had my little impact, but there's more out there and I know it. Exactly. Yeah. I think for me is um, my whole life I've been around people who worked nine to fives and were settling for those lower income jobs. And um, I think once I started working and being around other people who are making like larger than like large amounts of money or um, my ex, who is also my former business partner, he, you know, put that mindset in me like, hey, like people are out here making hundreds, millions of dollars a year and there's a way that you could do the same thing. You just have to work using your brain and not your hands. So that's how I was able, <laughs> you know, work smarter, not harder. You know what I mean? So that's the mentality I had to learn, which was very hard, but I wouldn't do it. So embrace it because yeah. this is where we're all going. Yeah. Um, two, I know the person that I particularly know the person that taught you this and I know that they don't specialize and land. They yeah. specialize in real estate investing, AKA flipping houses. Yes. So how did you go to learn flipping houses? What was this an accident? Um, no, actually. Um, so when I quit and retired from the school system, I started doing like homeschool tutoring and teaching and being around all these millionaires who owned nice big houses. They were oh, telling so you me, left before yes. you weren't like uh, two contracts in. Okay. I quit my teaching no. job. Okay. Mm -mm. So I left the teaching industry and started teach homeschool teaching. And I saw like the money that I could make, like as an entrepreneur, like I got this client in the afternoon, morning, and I loved that. Um, and then um, from there, I um, was on YouTube looking up ways to make more money. Me and my, yeah, my ex-business business partner and my ex, we were looking up ways to make extra money. And we saw Tony, the closer, which is my mentor. Um, and he helped us pretty much navigate. And we got into his course, um, learn how to wholesale. And then we started closing deals with land and seeing how that could be um, another avenue instead of just doing the houses. So that's how we were able to get into that. But my ex, um, he was, he's a business genius. Like I always tell him like all, you know, all glory to you because if it wasn't for you being a business genius and having studied business long before I even met him, we would have never been able to come up with this strategy. So he was able to create the planning and I was able to execute that. Um, and we were just like a power team after that and like was making a lot of money and showing people how to do the same. So yeah, it was a, it was a fun experience. <laughs> so what, what was the, so you're closing real estate deals and now you're getting into land and now you're seeing a system quickly. Yep. I don't know about, and again, maybe this was him or maybe this was you or the teacher. I could see this being the teacher in you. Yeah. But I know for me, like I could do something a thousand times over. I don't see a system in it. I'll hustle my way through it a thousand times before I realize like, oh, I'm doing the same thing over and over yeah. again. Someone needs to pull this system out of me. What made you like, okay, this is a teachable process. Mm -hmm. And now, and I can't wait for my next question. Is that first? This is a yeah. teachable process. What made you like, we can, we can turn this into a, B, C, D, E equals. Yeah, I think it was a mix between the both of us. Um, him obviously being that business-minded person and me, you know, being able to replicate things multiple times. That was like, we were able to partner up and do it very well. Um, but I think honestly, when it came, when it, like, when that whole process was being put down, I think we were just, you know, it was just execution at that point. And then we obviously hired your business partner, Megan, mm -hmm. who's a systems queen. Um, she was able to come in and put um, systems and automation and triggers in place for us. And we were able to automate and scale. So, it, so I love to her. <laughs> love her. Same. We love you, Megan. <laughs> um, before, 
So we're saying this. Do you hear how fast she's saying this? Um, how long were you, have you been in business? So <laughs> I um, started in March of 2019. So 2019, I was able to scale into a multi-million dollar real estate automated business with land. Yep. From teaching. Yeah. From teaching. Yeah. So between teaching and actually executing on the land deal. Yeah. Which you still do, by the way. Yes. I yes. do. So I want to jump. I'm going to dive like we're going to dive right off the deep end because this is something that you and I talk about at length <laughs> all the time. As yeah. you said, how many deals, how many land deals were you or you can give me like a. a yeah. It uh, doesn't have to be an exact number. How many land deals were you in before you decided, okay, now we can teach this? Or were people just hungry coming after you? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, so I think, like, I wasn't that many land deals in, but I knew that if I, um, I knew that it could be done multiple times and teaching other people, they could do it easily, too, just with the way we were doing it. Um, with my ex-business partner, Jared, I'll just say Jared, um, he was very adamant about, like, no, Derby, let's not teach this. Like, what are you doing? Yes. Like, yes. we are giving the sauce. Yes. We're going to take all of our deals. Yes. And we're never going to be able to do this because you're telling way too much. And I'm like, dang, but like that teacher in me and then seeing other people like, dang, girl, how did you close that deal? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, in 2020, around my birthday, mid-2020 um, in May, I closed a land deal in Tampa, in the Tampa Bay area here for $103,000. And we closed it in 20 days, from start to finish, 20 days. So when I saw that you could make six figures in that time frame, I was I like, I was like, it's over. Like, it's over. <laughs> it's over. We're going to start. Yeah. So from then, and then obviously like my mentor, Tony, he was, you know, he put that on his platform, like student made 103,000 on whatever. And I so like everybody's I'm, in your DMs. Yeah. Now. So everyone's <laughs> in my DMs. I'm hearing all the sob stories. And I was, and I can't Since close you it. just made all this money. Yes. I'm hearing all the top stories. I'm hearing people saying like, hey, like this is, this house stuff is just so hard. And it is. At the end of the yeah. day, like wholesaling houses, the concept is very simple. But yes. to actually put it in place, it's not. Correct. So when I talk about the land and how simple it is from there, it is way easier. Because you're not dealing with the rehab. the Yeah, I'm not dealing with walkthroughs. I'm not dealing with um, buyers. Inspections, yeah, inspections. Yeah. None of that stuff. So... It makes it a lot easier and then 100% virtual, like literally 100% virtual. So <laughs> this is the part I really want to talk about because I know, well, people are listening and they're like, so tell me the process. We're not, you got to go to Derby for that. <laughs> um, but this is something you and I talk about at great length that I love because we've, we've, we've talked about this with other people where they have a very different take on this, but you and I see the same in this Yes, is that um, the teacher and you wanted to share. And I could very much see how on the other side, even if I met you then, I would have been like, there's not a, because the uniqueness that you and I have right now is like with land wholesaling and, and like the lane I'm in it with podcasting, yeah. a lot of people aren't doing these things. Uh -uh. And so there's a great opportunity almost for you to monopolize, mm -hmm. like not, not that you necessarily want to, but from an educational standpoint, you can monopolize because there's people will chase you because you're what you're doing. Yeah. So I feel like where you and I are very much, oh, for, let me be clear, I'm not making as much money, but <laughs> where you and I have the same thing as far as industry expectation is you're doing something just like I am in podcasting where we have an opportunity to monopolize. Exactly. Because nobody, not many people are doing it because there's just this educational curve that a lot of people aren't willing to explore. Exactly. And so us coming out from an educational standpoint, I could see where a lot of people are like, whoa, 
Charby, don't teach people your sauce. Like, yeah. because now you're going to eliminate deals for yourself. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to turn your back at some point and somebody's going to come forward and pretend they're the expert. I mean, you literally were one of the first people to come out and explain your expertise in this, correct? Yeah. There's a thousand, there's a bazillion wholesalers to be clear, but not any that I've ever heard as an expert in land. Yeah. I think there's one other guy that is kind of an expert, but um, he kind of teaches it from a like a seller finance standpoint. Mm. Yeah, he's his name is Brent Bowers. He's really cool, but um, he does like seller finance. But I do like traditional wholesaling, so that's why I feel like we're a little bit different. Um, so what made you say this is okay for me to teach other people? This is like what what made helping other people make money? Closing mm -hmm. land deals more important than you making and monopolizing the most money off of closing land deals? Um, I think it was from, like I said, people coming at me with a lot of like, hey, I would love to learn this. Um, and then two, I saw a different viewpoint than what my business partner was saying. He was, you know, let's capitalize and close deals. And I was like, you know, we can capitalize and close deals as well as teach and make residual income from that which is what I've been doing now. Um, we were able, we're, you know, I'm able to make around eighteen to $20,000 a month residually just teaching simply off, you know, residual payments in our, in our group. Um, so that's something that I've been able to do. So let's say I, you know, hey, I don't, I want to take the month off. You know, I know that that money's coming in and I can just simply host a couple webinars a month and know that I'm good. So that's why I like that strategy. But he was, a lot of people would say, you know, any businessman would never, ever, ever tell their strategies in. You know what I mean? But I never saw it like that. Like, I'll give you the recipe. I'll give you the sauce. I'll give you everything that you need to know, okay? All the ingredients. But you're not going to make it like me at mm -hmm. all. Why? Because I'm able, I was able to overcome hurdles that nobody else, not a lot of people would, you know, overcome in my situation, in my and would position. cave exactly. or feel rejected or just not... Exactly. And I'm definitely proud of all my students who are the higher, you know, those higher earners. Um, and, you know, I never look at them like, dang, like I should have never taught them because now they're making so much money. No, I'm proud of you and I'm proud of them. You know what I mean? So I never look at it like that. That's just my personality. See, that that's empowering, though. That's empowering to know that you are taking a tool or a system that you've learned and giving it to other people and seeing them change their life with it. Yeah. That was the original purpose of online education was like, okay, I've taken something that I know that works. It is literally like damn near turnkey. And I'm going to take this process and give it to you. And it's yeah. up to you what you choose to do with it. So very simply put how they do what they do with us in universities and colleges. Yeah. I'm going to give you this and you do what you want to do with it. You either take it to the highest road or you don't utilize it at all. And you're literally just taking a system and giving it to people and watching them change their lives with it and not suffering from scarcity while doing it exactly like you think that you you know that there's more than enough money to go around you know that there's more than enough Absolutely. deals that to go around you know you could help unlimited amount of students and they could never wipe you out yeah and then also too i feel like when i i've talked to several dozens of builders that i work with and they'll tell me hey derby like we're buying up to 500 lots this quarter i'm like there's no way i can do this on my own mm. let me share and give you guys the list of what they're buying and then you guys can help bring deals with me. Cause somebody, there's there's sellers out there that don't really resonate or like me as much, but they'll like, you know, the next person. So it's like, we can all like, I, I call it hot potato. I'm like, mm. throw it to you, here's the deal. You throw it to them if they don't like you. And then one of us is gonna get the deal and we'll all just make money. So Have you ever gotten burned? Uh-uh. 
Doing like hot potato? Never. Like somebody made a connection with somebody and closed you out? Nope. Never. Mm. Not in my group. And I just feel like it's because we're we're such a solid team. Like I feel like everyone... So you made your students like your teammates. Yes, I that have. That part. I can go to any city, Jessica, no lie. I'll go to New York and post them in New York. Hey, come to my family's restaurant. I'm like, I got you, all your family. Come on, come through. Like they literally fight over me to come <laughs> and sit th with them and eat or come have breakfast with them or dinner or whatever. Take me out and... We just have a blast. So it's like, I love the little oh, you community. Oh, you invited me to brunch. And I was like, who are these football players you with? She was like, oh, these are my students. So I was like, oh, I thought you had a team of security with you. Like, <laughs> No, those are my students down in Miami. But yeah, I have like, like literally any city I want to go to. Like I have a little plethora of students that are all ready to take me in under their wing. So, so I really want to point this out for a second. And this was not anything we planned to talk about. But mm -hmm. what's beautiful about this, this, what you're talking about, which is called, you you named it hot potato, right? Yeah. People have to understand that when it comes to business and longevity, that something that's so important is it's so easy for us to become stingy. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying about picking up the phone and a contractor telling you, I intend to buy 500 lots in a quarter. Any business owner could literally be like, let me hire four more people. We're going to call. We're going to pull in all these deals. Oh, 500 times. Da, 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 da. Oh, we've made millions in a quarter instead of a year. Done. Say less. That's all my business. Yeah. That's my relationship. Versus what are what that sounds great, but what are the other things that could happen? You could ruin the relationship. You could not deliver. There's all these things that could happen. Like yeah. you said, came to mind at first. Like, I can't do all this. Yeah. So instead of me trying to be stingy and, and take all of this on and yeah. build a bigger team, this massive elephant, as we call it, for yeah. no reason, yeah. you're like, I've found my lane. I'm comfortable and I've built my connections. Let me share. And on top of that, I know because I've trained these people that yeah. they're going to deliver. Exactly. I get to maintain my relationship and not double down or over require of myself in this season exactly so they're still getting the same quality because your name's attached to it yeah but and you get to maintain the relationship with the contractor yeah. because you're like here's my referral for someone i'd like yeah. you to work with yeah. and this is someone that's technically a student but they're trained like a team member yes exactly i'm sorry she just gave you guys a business model that yeah. should have cost a hell of a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sorry, right sorry. there <laughs> Yeah, so it's called like our joint venture list. So mm. I have a joint venture partnership where I show, and we have contracts obviously in place. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's another thing. If you have contracts, everything has to be in a contract. When Facts. you're doing business with anybody, mm -hmm. you can be my best friend, no lie. At the end of the day, I have to put a contract yep. to it because people switch up with money. Let me yeah. just say that one more time. When it comes to money, especially large amounts when real estate is involved, people like to switch up when it comes to money. You have no idea the people I've seen act shady when it came to oh i heard you closing ten thousand dollar deal you know let me help you out let me get it done and then they you know backdoor them and it's, they never happened that's never happened to me thankfully in terms of people trying to backdoor me for certain deals but i've seen it i've heard it i've heard let me get this funding from you and then cut you off and then literally fund the deal like and yeah, cut you out of it you gotta watch it so like it doesn't matter how close you are with people or how how you know they smile in your face you have to have a contract with everything that you do mm. so that's something i always tell my students too mm. so i want to take this okay hold on there's one thing i want to talk about then i want to take this personal so <laughs> two years so we're talking like she's been in business forever. This is two years, yep. successful residual community, which means she's serving her students intimately and teaching them this. And now literally almost training a team of people that across the U.S. that can be trusted to do what you do and the way in which you do it because you have a system in place for this yep. mm -hmm. and a process. But two years 
And this has become so hot and the thing right now because I feel like everybody's kind of burnt out on real estate wholesaling. Yeah. So um, you had something really, really cool happen recently. Yes. And I'm going to open the door for you to share it. Um, what can happen in two years? It's just amazing to watch. But like, can you share a little bit about what transpired recently for you? Yes. So... Um, thankfully I was able to partner up with my mentor. So you guys know Tony, the closer, who's one of my closest friends and mentors. He, um, he entrusted me to be one of his business partners and work right alongside him and put a wholesaling land course <clears throat> right under his Rona proof, um, course. So I'm excited. It's, it's such a great opportunity, honestly. And I never thought that I would be working with my mentor. You know what I mean? Whew. Yeah. <laughs> no, say that because, no, say that because that is one of the beautiful things I learned this year for myself and it should be celebrated more is like, you know, you're saying that like when you look, when you, when you're coming in as this, um, humble servant being yeah. of like, can you please teach me your ways? I know I'm paying you, but like, please teach me your ways. And then you're looking at this person as above you from an educational or um, transactional standpoint or financial income, whatever it is. Mm. And you're putting this person above you. You don't ever actually think like few, I've heard it before, but few and far between are you like, in a year I'm going to beat you. Like you're like, just teach me all your ways and I'll do yeah. all the things you say. And here you are two years later and now you're being asked to like walk alongside me. Yes. And you teach what you teach and I teach what I teach and we will help people together. Yeah. That's powerful. And something about Tony that I love about him is he is so giving and loving. And, and when it comes to Impact's helping. important. Yes. And mm -hmm. when, yeah, he has so much influence and impact on so many youth, you know, youthful people out here. So I feel like um, to be alongside him because we have such a, the same like energy in terms of helping others. Right. He's so willing to give and help others. He does gives giveaways all the time. Um, and he does a lot of free courses like for example, I never actually paid Tony. Like people think like, yeah, he's my mentor, but he um, he did a free training. He gave a free training, his training out for free um, for his Rona proof for Black History Month in 2020. And that's when I was able to take on that because he was charging three, 4,000 for it. And I was able to go in there and learn as much as I could, learn all his stuff from YouTube for free. And then I was able to... Um, to close my large deal like that. But I feel like a lot of people who want to get into real estate, they don't ever take those opportunities. Like they would have saw that and they would have never jumped on it right away. So I never actually paid him. And then I just, you know, worked alongside him. Anytime he was going live, I showed love. Anything I, anything I could do to provide value to him, mm. I made sure I did that. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that anymore. They're like, hey, give me, give me, give yes. me. I want every. Yeah, but I'm special and my life is important. Can exactly. You, you right. got to provide value. If he needs something, bet I got you. Whatever you need, I got you. Because at the end of the day, uh, I want to provide value to him. And I want him to show him that I, you mean a lot to me. And I want to make sure that, you know, whatever you need, I got you. Like, you can trust me. Okay, there's so much here. Hold on. <laughs> that was that, 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 that. Like, one, the free thing, right? There's so much free content out there. And mm -hmm. I know you guys have heard this time and time again, but the fact that you took something free and were like, gimme, and I'm going to use this, all of it to my advantage. Most, it's just like they say with college, they make you pay, so you pay attention. You pay, so you pay attention. Yeah. Like, 
most people get something for free and they do not utilize it at all. And you were like, free is for me, done, say less. I'm gonna go through all of this and get as much as I can from it. And then anything that I don't get, I'm gonna overcompensate by looking for it elsewhere before yes. I go asking questions. Cause you know, we know people that will go through your course and then it's like, well, I didn't see this. And they immediately start blaming you and you're like, that is literally everywhere. You could Google that. No, like, that's, that's exactly, <laughs> you know. So you you took you took it upon yourself to take immediate action. Yeah. Take advantage of free. Now you've turned it into this, and then you asked, which I think is the most important question: If you want to be of value, ask how you can be of value to yeah. people. You have to figure out how you can add value to people's lives. This is just like the friendship conversation. This is just like the network conversation. This comes around in cycles over and over again. And when I say it, I know it's going to sound really shitty, but I want to be clear when I say this. As you elevate, your friend group elevates. As you elevate, yes. your network elevates. You want to be around people that provide value. So if you wanted to get in that network, if you wanted to stay in that network, and if you wanted to continue to get the game from people, you had to decide, okay, do I need to come out here with my ego or do I come and say, hey, how can I be of service and of value to you guys? Yes, exactly. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that anymore. I feel like, especially when it comes to real estate, and then I'm in such a male dominant industry. A lot of men don't do that anymore. I'm like, what is, like, what's going on? Like, we need to provide value. You can't just ask, hey, oh, put me on, put me on. Like, because, hey, Derby, I will, can I work for you for free for a month? Like, something, like, something. Yes, you guys have to learn to provide value. I think that's so important. Or I always hear with real estate, I always hear people come and say, um, I'm like, you know, I'm struggling right now. I need this. Here's my sob story. If you help me close my first deal, I'll split it with you. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. It's a no, because if I find the deal for you, I could just have it myself. Why exactly. do I need it? Like <laughs> nope. I, it's too much work for me at that point. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then here's the other piece that I think people don't realize. And Well, there's two pieces of this. One, when you did make this work, someone in Tony's space, your mentor space, could have came and been like, oh, hey, I gave you that for free, so what's up? Yeah. He could have been like, I made you, I this, yeah. I that, like, and I gave it to you for free, like make sure, you know, but he didn't. Yeah. And then two, here's the return on investment. And if you, I'm gonna put this one in the show notes, is check out, if you have not yet, check out the TEDx that I did on the ripple effect of, effect of mentoring, is I talked about how if you just, when someone does something for you, intimately that one time that changes your trajectory forever you're going to continue to go on and do that and they're yeah. going to continue to go on and do that and if if by me mentoring one per or one person mentoring me i went on and mentored hundreds of girls and of those hundreds of girls i know two of those women that work intimately in settings helping other people that need it yeah i know for you i know for a fact personally that you have gone on to help people yes. for free yeah sorry i messed my mic up um you have gone on to help people for free that I know intimately that literally came to you and you were like, don't worry about it, that you have changed your life in a period of less than six months. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, yeah, I think that that's another reason why Tony was, you know, like he really loved and admired that about me, that he saw me change other people's lives. People would be mm -hmm. in his live and saying like, dang, Derby changed my life. Like she helped me do this, da, 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 da. You know what I mean? So, and he never took it personally, like, dang, like, she over again all this? No, he was not. That's not his like mo or how he how he moves. He looked at it like, dang, she's doing great for the community. I'm seeing like that people are saying great things about her. I'd love to bring her on, and we can do it together. Mm. I love that. So I'm excited to see how him and I are able to, you know, really help 
a lot of other people. So. Yeah, because the numbers here are massive. Yeah, his, he's a machine. Like he has a whole operation of machine, whereas I don't really have, I don't really have all that. Like I don't have that backdoor. Like I, something about me is like, I guess I love helping people, but that whole, like the systems and setting that up is so hard. And it's for him to have that so down much. pat. Yeah, <laughs> he has that down pat. So I'm like, I'd let's, let's definitely link up and do it together. And this is collaborative partnership. Yes. This is where it's like, here's something that I'm not so good at. Here's something I'm great at. Let me piggyback. Let's piggyback off of each other's strengths. Exactly. Which is a beautiful thing in business yep. that people forget about when they're in a scarcity mindset, that when you have a successful business, when you change, change your mindset about money, I feel like money just comes to you abundantly. Yes. Like, like what do we, what do we say all the time? You got to want to be, you got to want to be broke. You yeah. literally have to work to be broke at this point. Like once you know, and I'm not saying that in a cocky way, but it's like once you surround yourself with a network that yeah. you're not, you're no longer around people that want to be you. You're around people that are like you. Exactly. We don't, we're not fighting each other for coin. We're putting stuff in a room that's like, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Are you doing this? Are you? So we're just all putting everything in the middle. Yeah. It's like it doesn't. It's no longer a. It doesn't become a competition. It becomes a collaborative effort, and that yeah. everything else just pours in. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's so important, especially for anybody who's young looking to get into entrepreneurship. Like, you're going to have to change your circles. Like, there's going to be some people that you're going to have to let go of, unfortunately. As much as you love them and you were raised with them and y'all are best friends, they're just not, you're not going to be on the same level or see eye to eye to them with them anymore. And you're not going to relate. So that means you got to elevate and bring in other people that can help you grow and develop into better people. I don't know how many times I've had to say that, but let me make sure that you guys heard what she said because you actually pivoted for me. My yeah. next question was, was since you've been doing this, yeah. how have you started to feel like people don't understand you or they disagree mm. with you or they don't like, in some way, shape or fashion, they've showed you they don't like what you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, I've not really had too much negative energy when it comes to um, the people around me, but when I first started, yes, like... When I first started this entrepreneurship journey, it was very hard. Like my parents did not really support it. Girl, you got a bachelor's degree. Why are you? Uh, why are you about to go to um, quit your job, your career, and go and become an entrepreneur and be in real estate? Like you don't even know what you're doing. I have a master's degree, by the way. Yeah. So exactly, and I was literally one semester away from finishing my master's. Like, uh. and the school board was paying for it, so they wanted their money back. So. Girl, that was amazing. You had to know. It couldn't be anybody else. You had to know that that yeah. was going to work. Because there yeah. was too much against you at this point. Oh, yeah. There's too much stacked against you. Mm -hmm. And, like, losing friendships. Like, I've had long-term friendships from high school and college. All just, it, everything just started dying out. And it was just literally me and Jared. Me and him. Me and him only. And we had to make it work. And we made it work. Mm -hmm. But it took a long time. It took about, a, like, six to eight months. Almost a year, honestly, to be honest. Like, to be stable. But, like... Not anybody would have kind of gone through that, to be honest. No, a lot of people can't. They give up and reject. You, this, Immediately, that yeah. feeling of rejection is like bar none. People can't handle that. Yeah, I was all. I was literally tutoring, like tutoring kids as I was trying to wholesale all at the same time, trying to make it work, like picking up gigs, being assistant, being an assistant, and like, wow, look at all these nice big houses. And now, girl, I own my own. So. <laughs> So, I mean, and it's, like, just a blessing to be able to see that, like, to see the growth that I made so quick. Like, quick. Quick. Yeah. I watched it. It was, yeah. like. But that's a good thing because now, I, like, I got my good friend. Her name's Sarah. She um, is a single mom of three kids, and she didn't have to go through all of that. I gave her the blueprint, and she executed and is now Skip making. the line. Yes, making high five figures a month. In, in this business um, because 
I had to go through the legwork and give everybody the blueprint to just get it done. They don't have to go through all that. You know what I mean? I love that. That's my favorite thing. And how long did it take Sarah? Um, she, okay, so she started in March of 2021, made her first six-figure month in October. But she quit her job two months after. And so I think it was like June, she quit her job. With three kids, single. With single mom, three kids. Infant, baby, like whole thing but she didn't and it's completely automated what she does now yeah she doesn't completely automated i'd be like sarah get off my line i i still have a job like i still work for myself and have to show up (laughs) yeah me too and she's doing her thing and and like other people would be like dang look at you put sarah in a position to where she can enjoy her kids she can enjoy her life and look at you you gotta work i don't see it like that Mm -mm. you know what i mean i never would ever see it like that i'm happy for her and i congratulate her and i want more people to be just like that Mm. i love that We'll make sure to wrap at the end wherever she's going so that you can follow because I already know you're like, skip this shit. Where do I find Derby and figure this out? <laughs> Trust me, I know. I'm Me, me. I'm like, what does my third business look like? Something with Derby. Um, <laughs> but I want to back up to this friend thing. of, yeah. um, I think the lesson I learned over and over again, and I want to be really mindful of this when we talk about this because people always are so quick to say that like your friends are going to become your biggest haters when you're an entrepreneur. Mm. And it will feel that way, but I want to break this down in a couple ways to be really crystal clear about this, about why it's so, what, what, why what you said is so important, but there's a different perspective to it. And it's that one, people can't support what they don't understand. So your former teacher is now trying to wholesale land. You've never wholesaled anything real estate related in your life. And you're now driving by, by a plot of land laughing like, who the hell does Derby think she is? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And she's going to lose her stable job, right? So you can't be upset for one, that people don't understand your vision. They cannot support what they don't understand. It's not their job. There's nobody's going to be more supportive or as supportive as you in something that you see that they do not, period. But the second thing about business and entrepreneurship is you are going to go through some hard times. Yes. You just mentioned that hard freaking, like they say, you're going to cry in the car. You want this as bad? You're going to cry in the car, the floor, the elevator. I've been in a ball on the floor. I've done all the things. Trust and believe. This sounds really fruitful, but it's a hard journey to get there. It is. And what you'll learn over and over again is a lot of people, when you have to dedicate that intimate energy into getting back up the hill after you've fallen, Mm. a lot of people will require you to continue. They will feel like you're not doing enough to validate them as a friend. That you're not doing enough in this season. There's been times, and I know for you too, where I've, I've had to cut off the world. Yeah. Everybody, shut up. Skirt. I put my walls up. Like, I've got to figure this out yeah. or I'm going to drown. I'm going to have to fire three contractors. I'm going to have to fire my project manager. I can't even afford payroll. Everybody, shut up. Everybody's getting voicemailed right yeah. now. And, and it's like, when you don't have people that understand that, mm-hmm. I could tell you that today, tomorrow, and next week. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, all right, just call me when you see you. Good luck. Exactly. Let me know, and let me know if you need anything. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. But there's other people that don't understand where you're at and it's not their fault. But your lack of showing up becomes reflective for them. Mm-hmm. It now becomes a lack of validation. So they feel less than. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you're, you're shutting the world out to do something now becomes very reflective of them. Like, oh, I'm not enough. Oh, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not enough. Somebody that used to love me and be my best friend now literally gives me pennies treats me like a peon 
doesn't yeah. give me any of the validation that they used to give me. Mm-hmm. No, my focus is just different. Exactly. And for me to survive this, I have to take the energy that I used to constantly prove to you that you were worthy. I have to now pour it back into myself and that makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I just want people to understand it's not, your friends are not your biggest haters. They're not like, oh, you out here making money? What do you think you are? Like, yeah. they're not that shallow. Hopefully not. Not most of them. But there are a lot of things that become very reflective. And that is when we begin to outgrow people. Is like, you're right. You're right. I have to focus on this. I can't focus on you right now. Mm-hmm. I can't focus on you. Yeah. It's just like somebody's walk with God. It's just like somebody's commitment, like recommitment to their spirituality. It's just like those things. I kind of got to shut out the world right now. Yeah. I kind of can't spend time helping you with your breakup. I kind of can't spend time making you feel better about the lack of confidence that you're working through. Good luck with that. I'll send you some books. I'll love you if you need help. But right now I got to focus on me. Yeah. And I think the older we get, that's it just becomes an obsession, especially as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And it's like either you get on this train because it's moving 100 miles an hour or I'm going to let you out. Yeah. And I'm going I'm to do this when we pass by. Yeah. <laughs> and you better be all right with that. So, yeah. Um, I commend you. That's that's what I was curious about was because especially friends, one, and I know how kind you are and I know how giving you are. Yeah. So I know there was a lot of people that were probably very hurt. Yeah. But two, you're in an industry that is male dominated mm-hmm. and ran by money. Yep. So I was like, I know people burning you or taking advantage of you or yeah. mad at you that you're not sharing this with them. Yeah. Oh, you're out here making all this money and you're not sharing this? Yeah. Who do you think you are? Yeah, I definitely had a lot of that from like some childhood friends and some people I was close with in high school, but I didn't really see much of that because I don't really I don't really entertain all that. You know what I mean? You don't entertain much at all. Your boundaries are stupid thick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're getting thicker. So thicker, thicker. Yeah. Okay, so I'll take it back. Um, actually just on a personal level, there is one thing I want to ask you on a friend level. This is one of my favorite things about Derby right now is that we've been doing a lot of personal growth together. Yes. Um, you're a hard cookie to crack. I have to admit, (laughs) I love, but it, but it also empowers me because you do have to have a a masculine energy to you to survive this business world. You do. And so sometimes I've been able to pull strength from you because I'm like, I don't know how you're showing up right now because I know how you feel and I know how I felt when I felt like that. So I don't know how you're doing that. Yeah. But you've also had a craving to get back what I feel like to is a somewhat softer space or yeah. just kind of experience a level of healing. What what do you feel like? Was there anything in this business journey? And you don't have to be super yeah. like, specific, but was there anything in this business journey or just watching other people where you were like, I'm going to focus on that while I grow this business and I'm going to make it a priority. Yeah. There was a couple things. Um, I think the first thing that kind of triggered that was one of my, um, you know, former business partners, not my ex, but another one that I was working closely with. Um, he, he kind of just like, you know, he ran off with some money and he was a very close friend of mine. Someone that like, he comes to my parents' house, someone that I loved, like we worked so good together. Um, you know, we cherished each other and, you know, like I said, when it comes to this industry of when money's involved, large amounts of money, people start to switch up. Um, and I think that was one of the biggest things that impacted me to set boundaries. Like one thing about entrepreneurship, like your business partners do not be at your mom's house, do not be hanging out with you for your girls nights or not need, you got to put everything, everything has to be spaced out. Like 
we don't need to have so many clicks. Everything doesn't have to be a big old click like where your business partner is, you know, all entangled with your whole life. So I feel like that was something that I really had to to do because before entrepreneurship, that was okay for me. That was something yes. that was like my college friends would come hang out with me and it was like the lines it, were blurred all the time and that was fine. Exactly. But as an entrepreneur, that had to stop immediately because like people were just starting to count pockets and really be uh, envious of you without you realizing it. Yeah. So, and then I think the next thing that kind of made me want to grow into that, you know, self-love journey in that space was the fact that me and my ex, which was my, my, obviously my real business partner, my true business partner, we broke up and we weren't able to see eye to eye anymore. Um, and I just think that too, when you grow into an entrepreneur, like a full-time entrepreneur, you turn into different people. Like we were both in love at one point, but now it's just like, we're just not in that space anymore. So I had to accept that. We both had to accept that. And that was so hard for us. Like we kept going back and forth, back and forth. But like, I, I, you know, I, I loved our journey together, but at the end of the day, our, I would say like our purposes, it, you know, our friendship served its purpose mm. and that was it. Mm. Our friendship, our business relationship, everything served its purpose. And now we don't need to be together anymore, which is okay. And I have to accept that. Right. So now that we're not together, I felt like, dang, like I ain't got nobody. Right. It's just me, myself and I running this business. We separated our business, which was like another journey. Like it was like almost having a divorce. Like we yeah. have money together. We have assets together. Yeah. We own property. We have money, you know, everything this together. Was a literal divorce. Yeah, it was a divorce. Thank God like, there were no children. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. But yeah, so that was so hard for me to have to split all that. And then once that was finalized, it was like, dang, now I, I got to reflect on me. And I started seeing like myself. I was very upset, angry. I was an angry person. I didn't like that. Um, obviously, living in my masculine energy, sis, I was a whole man. Mm -hmm. A whole man. I had no feminine energy at all. Like everything I did operated in a masculine energy. And I just hated that about me. And I remember Megan told me, you know, like every woman, they flourish in their feminine energy. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I never even Not seen me. myself. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I've never seen myself in my like true feminine essence. And I still really truly haven't. But I know that that's something that's possible. And I'm on that journey right now to, I to do. get there. You know when I see it in you? When? When you give. Yeah. It's the way yeah. that you give. I'd be like, this was so thoughtful. I didn't even think about this. What made her think about this? <laughs> like from the details to the food you bring to the gift. You don't show up to one function without a gift. And they're intimate. They're not, you don't ever buy everybody the same thing. Everybody gets a very intimate gift. Yeah. Like, or like, you don't even know that femininity is like, You'll, you'll text one of us or me and you've been like, hey, I was at this place and it made me think of you. Mm -hmm. And hey, I'm texting you and reaching out to you because I thought of you when I was at this thing and it reminded me of you. And it's like, wow, that's not, that's very feminine. That's very yeah. loving. That's, I'm being vulnerable with you and telling you that you are on my heart. Yeah. Like I, like I see it sometimes, but yeah. you definitely don't rock with it at on all. a regular. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I just think that like, I feel like giving to also like kind of fills my bucket. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I feel like it just, I'm not looking for anything in return. I just like seeing people, other people happy. I just feel like that's something that's always been inside. I'd be like, me. Derby, chill. We don't need all that. No, <laughs> I always do the most. Um, the most. Yeah, but I just feel like um, always being in my masculine energy is something that I, I'm still kind of battling and it's getting. It's exhausting. It is. I'm so tired. It's exhausting. I was in a relationship. 
for almost four years in my masculine masculine energy the entire time and had no idea. Oh. And I was just like, I need to get out of it. So this right here, and it's not fair for him either. So it's like mm -mm. he can't shine and be in his masculine self when I'm over here being like, no, we're doing it this way. Like you can't. That's not fair for anybody. So he needs to go on and find someone that was more feminine for him. And I need to find someone more dominant and strong for me. You know what I mean? Oh, this is so good. This could be a whole other episode. Yeah. I don't know the expert for it. But um, I do remember talking to a friend recently that talked about how, um, and, I, and I'm saying this softly. So we could, t I'm not talking shit here, but like men do live in their ego. They live in their ego. They have to. It's who they are. And so when a woman operates very masculine in her masculine, we literally tear that down. Oh, immediately. We're literally like, we don't need you. You're not a man. Like, what are you? What are you even here for? Like, without saying it. Yeah. That's basically what we're saying. Yeah. Like, what are you even here for? And then they're like, shit. You're right. Why am I here? Like, yeah. what am I doing? And it's. It, but we're so used to being in this space. I, I say this all the time and I want to help women be able to put words to something that they probably are struggling with. You're like, what is this masculine feminine mess? Let me be very clear with you. You have been, you found yourself successful or wildly successful over some period of time. Mm -hmm. And you have a moment where you're celebrating yourself, maybe with friends, maybe family, whatever. And it's like, ah, that's right. I did all, I don't know why I always do this when I'm talking, like I'm gonna jump somebody. But um, <laughs> you know, I did all the things I'm here. I'm making it happen. I'm 30 something years old, look at me. And you have that moment where you get to experience what you did. And then you make an assessment. You go, what, what got me here? How'd I do this? Mm -hmm. How'd I do all these things? You make an assessment and you're like, I was responsible. I was, I held myself accountable. I had the right people around me. I seeked mentors. I did all these things. I was assertive. I was confident. I did it. You go through all these things and you look up and you realize, you know what costed me money? You know what didn't work for me? Being emotional. That didn't work for my success. Mm. Being emotional did not work for me. It was costly. It was took up my time. It took me off track. And most of the men that I work around, especially when you want to talk about a male-dominated industry, for that matter, um, this is actually inconvenient. Most people around me are going to make me feel like my emotional, my natural emotional state is actually inconvenient. Yeah. And so women make that assessment. And so we're like, okay, well, then I'll just live here because this is how I get money. This is how I'm successful. This is how I can be independent. This is how I can take care of myself. This is how I don't rely on anyone. And here incites the vicious cycle of us crushing men with our masculine energy. Yeah. Oh, I don't understand why I'm single and I can't be in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I feel like a lot of people don't know that they're living because I literally have, I came no from idea. I came from two Haitian parents, immigrant parents who had, they don't talk about that type of stuff. So mm. like when I elevated my friend group is when I started seeing like you, Megan, Ingrid, all of you guys have all came and said, you know, you're living in your masculine energy, sis. Like you need to tone it down. And like, you're very like, you know what I mean? Yes. And I get that all the time from you guys. And it's like, wow, why am I like that? Oh my God, I'm always like, Derby, hug me. And you're like, sis. <laughs> makes me cringe. Yeah. But I feel like I'm starting to get like that. I want to be more like, you know, Soft. this is so weird for me to do right now. <laughs> Rubbing your arm. Like. But don't you, do you like it when somebody does it to you? Yeah. Like, I feel like I need to, yeah. You're like, I am guess. I allowed to like this right now? Yeah. It's almost like I was a, and it's not like I was, I wasn't even abused or anything. Right. Like, but you know how like those are dogs that were like abused in a cage and they're like scared, skittish? Yes. And you're That's like, I, I just want to pet you. Yeah. I just want to love you. Like that right. <laughs> That's me. 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna develop and be better. I know that you've been working so hard at it though. Like just watching how hard you've been trying against your own resistance and will is what makes me most excited because you'll be like, um, that kind of sounded like bullshit, but I'm interested. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But I also feel like too, it's the, it's really the friend group. Like if you mm. guys don't elevate your friends, because they'll call you out and be like, no, it's not funny. Like we're at a sound bowl there, you know, ceremony, <laughs> and you're laughing. Like. Let's take this serious. You know what I mean? So I, I appreciate my friends who can call me out and do that. Mm. Yeah. And that's when you're at that, that level of elevation, which again is a whole no- another conversation. And we, uh, somebody that is also going to be on this podcast, we were talking about this before you walked in, is like the power of being around people that don't want to be you. They want to walk next to you. Mm-hmm. And how we can kind of just pour into each other from that standpoint, because none of us are doing the same thing in yeah. this friend group, but we're all doing very well. We're, we understand each other. So now that allows me to have an, a very intimate a, a amount of respect for you. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, I know what this journey looks like. I see you. You yeah. see me? Okay, we see each other. Yeah. What do you need? I'm in a slow season. Okay, how can I help you? I'm in a slow season. Oh, I'm in a healing season. Okay, I know. Let me tell you about what I did. And we can kind of pour back and forth to each mm-hmm. other. But like this year for me, I learned more in a friendship container than I ever have in a relationship. Mm. Practice. You wanna talk about practice? Y'all out here dating five, six, seven men because you're you're trying to fill a void. Date your damn friends. No facts. Date your damn friends. Yeah. Like I've learned more in a friendship container about dating and love and unconditional love than I have with men ever. Yeah. I feel like it's because too, like you're kind of you're being a little bit cautious now. Like when you're doing things, you're not just doing things because you're rational. You're like, well, mm. you'll be all right with it. Like, no, you don't want to hurt your friend's feelings. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then also not being so selfish because I feel like when you're in a relationship that, and you don't really have friends. Because I've been in relationships where like, it was nothing but my man. It was just me, and my man. I ain't go out nowhere. None of my friends seen me for months. Like, what am I cooking for you? What are we doing tonight? What are that we makes everything? You, but when you go back into being a like in a friendship, you're kind of selfish because you're used to the man always catering to you. And it's like, girl, you need to learn to receive love. And how was your day? Like, yes. you don't even people don't even do that anymore. Like, it's, so I I just think that's important for sure. Oh, there's been so many tough lessons in friendship where I'm like. Yeah. Oh, oh, you trying to? Oh, oh, this is trying to teach me something right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I want to be mad at you so bad. Like, yeah, but mm, this is just really a lesson in love. Like, there's been so many lessons in love inside my friendships mm-hmm. this year of like, just being able to call each other out, yeah. being non-judgmental, being. My, I had a guy point this out recently, and I was like, oh, he said, you know, men, you, we, you guys think men are so tough, and he was like, but we can emotionally take what you guys take on. And he said, because the way y'all go each other out, we would never. We'd just fight about it and get it over with. He was like, y'all, y'all friends one day, call each other names the next, dirty names, then key keying about it, then talk about it again. He was like, the emotional, like, downright, like, ripping that you guys mm-hmm. do to each other. We could never handle that. Yeah. And he was like, so y'all take on so much. I don't. I don't know how or why you choose to be like that. He was like, and then when you try to take that energy to a man, that's why they, like, they kind of crumble because like, we're not used to, we're used to women pouring into us. We don't want them to, y'all take away from us the same way you take away from other women. Yeah. Why are you like ripping me down right now? Cause yeah. they're using their mom pouring into them. They, yes. don't, they don't want you like, don't, exactly. tear, don't tear me down. But we're so defensive in, in friendships and relationships mm-hmm. to protect ourselves. It's like this, I just picture this like angry cat. I don't know. Yeah, but like, <laughs> there's a lot of animals in this podcast episode. I know, right? <laughs> so just to, just to bring it back, um, Cause see how cool that was? Cause that's like 
the journey that you're on alongside your business, and we say this all the time, that entrepreneurship is the greatest self-development mirror you'll ever mm-hmm. hold in your face. Um, it's just a, it's it's a self-development journey and a self-love journey disguised as a job, literally. It's just disguised as entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so watching this journey for you has been my favorite part. Like I love watching you make millions, skirt. <laughs> but you you developing, unlearning, and relearning, and then being so open-minded to it, and then getting to like feed into you in that standpoint, or like even hearing your lessons. I'm like, oh, you just painted that in a way that I didn't even understand. I needed to hear that today. Yeah. Like that has been my absolute favorite part. And if that's the reason, you know, why you got into this to just bring you closer to yourself and other people. Yeah. I feel like that that's a little bit of a, a reason as well. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people just sugarcoat a lot of stuff, especially in real estate. It's like, can't be lazy. You can't do like you know what I mean. So I, I'm six a.m. club. <laughs> yes, girl. So I'm I'm very hard when it comes to that, like that self development aspect. Like it's so important before you become an entrepreneur. All about your mindset. You gotta literally train your mindset to relearn how to not only love money, learn how to use money and love money and touch money and, and spend it wisely and save it. There's a lot of things that you have to develop as an entrepreneur before you even start seeing the money coming in. Like mm. and can keep it. Yes, and can keep it. And can keep it. Because you can make $10,000 a month, but your overhead is nine. Nine. Right? Like, me, my whole first year in business, by the way. Yeah. So you got to really. <laughs> me, learn. like, nah, it's a lot of money coming in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, in debt. So that's why it's so important. You got to get that right immediately. Mm. So. so, what would your advice be to women listening, especially anyone? Um, Men don't hardly listen to my podcast anyway. Women listening that are looking to get into real estate um, before you get formal and tell them where to go. What would your first piece of advice be? Like, what would the first thing they need to work on if they're really looking into this right now? Um, I think a really important thing is obviously mindset. Prepare your mindset, like I mentioned earlier. Elevating your friend group. Um, Networking as much as you can. I feel like that's something that's so important that a lot of people don't think about. Um, and then also to take in a bunch of free content. Like there's so much free content online. See who resonates with you. Look at the different mentors out there that could resonate with you. Like, I feel like a lot of people see people's followers, the amount of followers they have that they buy. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. People be buying followers now. Mm-hmm. Just because you see people have 200,000 followers doesn't mean they actually are doing anything. So be cautious of that as well. Look at their YouTube. See what content they're putting out. People who put the most content out for free, they really have something to provide. Like, let me give you an example. Like, Tony. I was on his... I was on YouTube. He provides so much free game and knowledge that I was like, I'm definitely going to invest whatever I can, time, energy, into the courses that you have because I resonate with you, right? So I think that's something that's so important is do your research. Don't just buy people's courses because you see people posting it or, or you see Or you think promoting. somebody's going to give you the desired outcome immediately. Exactly. Right. Like you're going to have to put in the work. It doesn't matter if their course is Barney style. Like you need to make sure that you're putting in that work and, that, and the knowledge and really studying it. Like you're literally learning, relearning how to have another career, right? So relearning. Yeah. That part. Yeah. <laughs> relearning. Yeah, so I think that's like one of the biggest things I would say to anybody mm. getting into this. Do your research, do your research, do your research. And that that part, that hits because y'all be buying stuff. We've all done it. Y'all be buying stuff. And you're like, 
I just want to fly through this, get me the thing, get me the results, get me now so I can double whatever I just paid to get into this. And like you're pending, you're depending on the person to get you what you need. You are the person that's going to get you what you need. They are just the tool to get you there. Yeah. So it's up to you on how you do what you do to get where you're going. Um, and then lastly, explain to them not only where they can find you, but what they can expect coming up, what you've got in the... Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at miss with an M-S underscore Derby. So it's spelled D-H-E-R-B-Y. So miss underscore Derby. And yeah. And then where you, what was the last one? Where, like what you've got in the pipeline, like what's coming out, what they can expect to be. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to be teaching this a lot moving forward. Yes. So um, what you guys can expect from me is the course coming out soon in early March with Tony the Closer. So that's something exciting. And then, yeah, like honestly, when it comes to this journey of entrepreneurship and real estate, like I'm just letting the wind take me where, you know, where I need to go at this point because it's, I can't That's even, feminine, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not over, I'm not overly planning anymore because I think oh, when I over plan things and it doesn't go the right way and I'm expecting a certain outcome, it's just going to get me upset. So we ain't doing that no more. So I'm just going to be living in my feminine energy and just allowing it to take me anywhere. So, but the course for the next year, at least we're going to see where that goes. I'm excited. I'm so. so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so happy. I'm, excited. I'm so excited for you. And I'm so excited that now you get to live life on different terms. Yes. Yeah. You deserve that. Yeah. You deserve that. And I just would like to say publicly that before she becomes like a multi-multi-millionaire, this was my friend. And just so you guys know. And when you don't have access to her, don't come running to me. She gave you the game. Run now. Go get it. Literally land is something that is not over saturated or whatever you guys call it. Yeah. It's literally something that few and far between people are doing. So here's your chance. I put them on the Stranded Face podcast. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Here's, again, yet again, another opportunity for you to get a bag yep. and put yourself in a position so that you can chase whatever it is you desire. Maybe you may not be passionate about real estate. Derby just told you she was not passionate about real estate. Mm. She was passionate about creating a new lane that could create income that could give her an opportunity to do more of what she loved, which for right now is a journey of discovery. So whatever that may be for you, you have to be open-minded to it. So here's another opportunity. Go follow her. Go check her out and make sure you continue to follow her journey and comment and say hi. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.